Welcome to Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel, clueless just like you, and slowly figuring out how the adult world works week by week. We're winding down in our Guide for Grad series, but there are still a few things I want to cover. And today, we're talking about health insurance, which is a topic many of you have asked about and I have continued to delay because even a year out, I don't feel like I have a good grasp on what it means. And to be perfectly honest, I'm still the type that waits until I'm home for the holidays or a vacation to schedule 50 doctor's appointments rather than deal with it in New York or figure out what my coverage is or anything like that. I remember enrolling towards the beginning of my job and having zero clue what I was doing or what I was looking for when all the plans were sitting on my screen. And I know people always say you can just ask someone for help, but I also know that people like me who are new to the office might be embarrassed or nervous to ask. So since I probably still have the same questions as all of you, I asked Erin Hemlin to join us today and provide some insight. She is the National Training Director for Young Invincibles, which is a national nonprofit organization that focuses on empowering young Americans with information regarding health care, jobs, higher education, among other things. At Young Invincibles, she manages the training and consumer education campaigns and has managed their Healthy Young America campaign for the past two years, which provides dozens of trainings on how the Affordable Care Act impacts young adults. Hi, Erin. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. So I think we should probably start with talking about the Affordable Care Act because just last week the Supreme Court upheld the Affordable Care Act and kept, I know, a lot of people insured with good affordable coverage. And I'm just curious if we can talk a little bit about, it's a big a big issue, but how it affects young people like me and maybe people who just graduated, people who are early in their jobs and things like that. So one of the greatest benefits of the Affordable Care Act is that it provides tax credits to help lower your monthly premiums to make these plans actually affordable for many young adults. We've seen the majority of young adults get covered for less than $100 a month, sometimes for as low as a few dollars a month, uh, depending on their income. I'm sure I'm going to do this a million times throughout the, the episode, but since I know very little about the terminology, can you explain really quickly what a premium is? Okay. So the premium is the cost for just having your health plan. So you'll pay a fixed amount every month in order to stay in that health insurance plan. So the tax credits available through the ACA help lower that cost. But I know that another part of the Affordable Care Act is that we can stay on our parents' insurance plan. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. That's actually one of the most popular provisions of the law. It also went into effect uh, the earliest. It went into effect in 2010, um, allowing young adults to stay on their parents' health insurance plans as long as that plan covers dependents until the age of 26. Okay. And so knowing that you could stay on your parents' plan, what are the benefits with enrolling on your own or through your job versus staying on your parents' plan? Well, I think it'll depend on, you know, a certain situation. Some, some situations might be different than others. I think for the vast majority of young adults under the age of 26, it's going to be the most affordable option to stay on their parents' plan. But we have seen in some cases where the parents could not afford to keep their, their children on as dependents, and it actually made more sense for the entire family for the young adult to get a plan through the marketplace using their own income where they could get tax credits to qualify for a pretty cheap plan. And 
If you decide to, so let's talk about, let's say you want to enroll through your job, because whether you're doing it this year or staying on your parents' plan, eventually you hit 26 and you need to know how to mm-hmm. pick a plan. What are you looking for when you look at all these plan options? What are the big things that you're looking for when you're choosing a healthcare plan that is you know, the right plan for you, that's affordable, that will give you good coverage? What are you looking for? Well, one thing uh, to consider first is if, you're, if your employer offers you health insurance that's deemed affordable, which means it costs less than 9.5% of your income, you will not be eligible for tax credits on the marketplace if you choose not to enroll in that plan. So definitely make sure you check that out through your employer first before you try to go find insurance on the marketplace. But if you are looking on the marketplace and you have lots of options in front of you, it can be a little overwhelming to kind of go through all of them and see what might be most appropriate for you. A few key things to consider is if you already have a primary care doctor or a certain dentist or a certain eye doctor that you really want to keep, that you check that that is included in what's called in-network on the plan that you choose. There are a provider network directories through the insurance company, but it's probably easiest to just call that doctor and ask if they take that particular insurance that you're looking for. A few other key things to consider are if you're on certain medications, you want to make sure that that's covered under your plan, and that you can do that in a similar way by looking through that plan's uh, what's called a drug formulary. What's a drug formulary? So a drug formulary, which will be listed in each of the insurance plan's list of benefits, basically shows a breakdown of costs. So it'll show you all the prescription drugs that are covered under that plan and how much the insurance company will pay and how much you will be expected to pay. So what if you work part-time or you're a freelancer? I think a lot of entry-level jobs aren't necessarily full-time. How do you go about finding a plan that way when your employer isn't presenting you with like three options? Right, right. So if you're working part-time or working temporary and you're not eligible for an employer's health insurance, that's when you would go to the marketplace in order to find a health plan through there. If you live in a a federally facilitated marketplace, you would go to healthcare.gov. Or if you live in a state-based marketplace, you would go to that state-based marketplace's website. And you always have to purchase vision and dental separately, right? Again, it it depends on the plan. Dental is almost always separate. You're right. There are actually standalone dental plans on the marketplace, which could be a great option, too, if your employer offers medical insurance but does not offer dental. You could go get a dental plan on the the marketplace. Vision is also a little tricky. Some plans will offer what's called like a vision discount plan, which is kind of wrapped into your medical insurance, um, but isn't quite separate. Okay. You keep saying the marketplace. (laughs) Where, where is that? How, I'm, I'm assuming it's not a place that you physically go, which I'm, I'm sorry enough to know that. But where is the marketplace? Like when you want to go look for these plans, where are you going? So there, the marketplace you can access in three ways. So that's what the, the Affordable Care Act created is this marketplace where insurance companies will put plans on. So all of the you know, normal insurance companies that you're, you're probably familiar with, Aetna, United Healthcare, Blue Cross Blue Shield, they submit plans on the marketplace. And then um, that is operated through healthcare.gov or through a phone line. There's a toll phone line you can call, or you can sit down with somebody who's called a navigator or an in-person assister who will help you walk through that process. Okay, cool. So we talked about vision. We talked about dental. I had a couple of people ask me when I told them that I was discussing all these healthcare questions. Young women especially were curious about birth control and other women's health mm-hmm. issues. How does that play into selecting a plan? And, you know, when is it covered? When is it not? Yeah, good question. 
So another one of the great benefits that the ACA created was creating free preventive services. So your annual well woman visit and prescription contraception, so birth control um, or all kinds of birth control that you can get through that you get through the doctor are covered without a copay. Um, so you get that completely free, including other prevention services like STD testing, your annual checkup, other screenings are, are all covered without a copay. And what about psychological services, mental health services? So that's actually another really great benefit through the ACA as well. Previously, mental health services tended not to be covered by health insurance, but the ACA created what's called the essential health benefits. So anything under the essential health benefits has to be included in every plan in order to meet minimum essential coverage. So mental health services is now required in every plan. Okay. So let's say now equipped with all of this knowledge... And it's a lot. You have a lot of knowledge. You purchase your health insurance plan. Now what? You know, what do you what should you expect to receive from your insurance company? And what information do you need from them to start making appointments and actually using the plan and getting your all your appointments in line? Yeah. Yeah. So I know it can be a a confusing process. So say if you enroll in the plan through the marketplace, you know, you've picked your plan. The first thing to do is make sure you pay your first month's premium. That's when you are officially enrolled. It's called effectuated coverage. So then you you now officially have health coverage through that insurer. They should send you a health insurance card through the mail. However, just having that name, like you can create an online account through that insurance company's website, and you can then find a primary care doctor in your area that you'd like to see for annual checkups or anything that you might, you know, any aches and pains you might be having. You can call them up, give them the name of your your new insurance company, um, and set up that annual exam, which will be free since it falls under preventive service. Got it. Is there anything, I mean, you spend a lot of time, like we said, educating young adults about, you know, health care, the Affordable Care Act. Are there any things that young adults are often missing about health care or they don't realize that they can access through the Affordable Care Act that we should know to, you know, keep ourselves informed and healthy and as healthy as possible? Well, one thing that we still see a lot of is that there's still a big awareness gap about the tax credits available through the ACA. So I think the the most important thing for me to get out there is that if you are young and uninsured, just know that you probably can get a plan for really cheap. We've seen people get plans for as low as $4 a month on the marketplace, depending on their income. For those who are newly insured or maybe have had insurance but haven't really been using it, it really is important to be proactive. To set up that annual check up with your primary care doctor, get your blood pressure tested, you know, get your annual STD testing, get HIV testing done, just so you can catch anything early. Uh, that The whole point here is that, you know, we can get that early detection with this proactive prevention. And since you mentioned that tax credits are something that we want to make sure everyone understands, why don't we just go through and explain, you know, how those tax credits show up, how you actually use them to make sure that everyone is really informed, because I'm not even totally sure I understand how they're used. So if you're getting health insurance through the marketplace, you would go to healthcare.gov, uh, you fill out some of your basic contact information, and then depending on you know where you live, your zip code, your annual income, and your household size, um, you can see what kind of plans are available to you and the tax credits you are eligible for. So, anyone, so the tax credits are, are designed to help a wide range of incomes. So, for example, a single individual making anywhere between 
about $12,000 a year and $46,000 a year is going to be eligible for some kind of tax credit. So obviously those with a lower income are going to get a bigger tax credit and those with a higher income will get a smaller tax credit. But the idea is that you know all low to middle range incomes will qualify for something to help make these plans more affordable. Say you make about $25,000 a year, there's plans available to you for about you know 150 bucks a month. You could be eligible for tax credit for like $100 a month. So then your actual cost would only be $50 per month for that healthcare plan. And that's figured out for you. So then you would only be charged $50 a month. It's not like you need to tell them every single month that you have a credit, right? Exactly, exactly. So they're also called, it's called an advanced tax credit. So you don't have to wait till the end of the year to file your taxes to see that money come back. It's applied to your monthly premium every month. That is a good point, though, that if you have a change in income, it's important to report that to the marketplace so that they can adjust your tax credit appropriately and you won't end up you know, owing money at the end of the year. Wonderful. Luckily, I still have some time before I'm 26, <laughs> and, but I do have a lot of information here to review, and you've equipped us with many, many good things. I know that you have a Healthy Young America app that people can use that is helpful for finding you know, a good insurer, finding a doctor, right? Right, right. And it actually has a tax credit calculator in it. You could actually download that app and put in your your information, you know, your age, your income, and it'll show up what kind of tax credits you might be eligible for. And then you're right, it also has a, a provider directory in there so you can actually search through, you know, based on your zip code of providers in your area. This is obviously not a healthcare issue, but I truly have not seen a doctor here yet. I mean, it's I can't I think it's been at least a year since I have gone to any doctor, and both of my parents are dentists. So I've oh, wow. so yeah. I don't really I'm, to me I'm like I don't need insurance because it's just my parents I like smile at them at dinner and they tell me if my teeth are straight, um, but this is a <laughs> lot of really good information and certainly will be helpful you know next time open enrollment comes up or any of my friends ask me a question about healthcare when normally I would say I have no idea, so thank you so much Erin I really appreciate your time. Great. Yes. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining me today for Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover next time, just tweet them to me at Sam Zabel and I'll add them to my list. Our producer is Tim Einenkel. And if you enjoyed the episode, please review and subscribe on iTunes, where you'll also find three more podcasts from Real Simple. Don't forget to buy a copy of the book that has all the answers, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life, which you can get wherever books are sold. I'm Sam Zabel, and I'll have more answers next time.